Hello, everyone, and welcome to Answers for Life with Pastor Shelley, where we take life's difficult questions and give meaningful answers using the Word of God. I'm your host, Noah Wagner. We said last week we're going to be back more frequently, and so we're back in the studio yes, we um, are. With, with an awesome question. I'm excited for what we're talking about today. Today, we're going to ask the question and look at, okay, when we go and we share the gospel, as God has commanded us to do in His Word, what are the elements that make up a good gospel witness whenever we're approaching a lost person? Noah, it is good to be here. Good to see you again this morning. When we enter into a gospel conversation, a gospel witness, a lot of things have to go right for us to even have the conversation. Right. So there's things that we must do, I believe, to uh, give ourselves the best chance. Mm-hmm to having a good gospel conversation with a person. That's right. And we've talked in the past, what is the gospel, how to transition into a gospel conversation. So if you haven't listened to those podcasts uh, that, that we've recorded, go back and listen to those. But today we're looking at those elements that make up a good gospel conversation. How do you approach the lost person? How do you get into that gospel conversation? What are the elements that make up um, a good witness? Well, you said it. You, the first step is your approach. Mm-hmm. Your approach is key. How how you present yourself and how you come into the com- conversation. And we're going to use the example of the woman at the well as we kind of walk through. Jesus encounters this w- woman at the well. She was a Samaritan. She was a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a Jew. And he is our example of how you enter into an incredible conversation. And by the way, that conversation changed her life. And I think we can learn from it. Notice that um, if you if you will read for us, notice how Jesus entered into approach this conversation with this woman in verses seven through nine of John chapter four. Uh, it says, "A woman from Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, "Give me a drink." For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. All of a sudden, this woman realized that this Jewish man cared something about her Mm -hmm. and honored her by asking her for a drink of water. Our approach to people should not be judgmental. Our approach ought to be out of love and concern for them. And we need to make them feel special. That's right. Not We shouldn't condemn anyone. We should make them feel special about who they are and that we're there uh, to honor them and to share good news with them. Our approach is so crucial and important in the process. If we don't have a good approach, the conversation is probably not going to go anywhere. That's right. Well, even before that, um, you, you touched on this, but the first thing you got to do is actually approach somebody. That's right. I mean, you're not going to have any sort of conversation with them, whether it's yeah. gospel or, or any otherwise, yes. if you never approach anybody. So that's the the first start. But but then you lean in and you say, okay, how do I become what I need to? How do I start a conversation? How do I get into um, a type of conversation where I can get to the gospel, uh, particularly with whoever I'm talking to. Um, so in this instance, you got Jesus, a Jew, who's a man, who goes to a Samaritan woman. It did not matter to Jesus that she was a Samaritan woman. 
It did not matter to her that he was a Jewish man. All that mattered was they're going to have a gospel conversation. And Jesus loved her enough to bridge those gaps that people didn't bridge. You know, you you didn't, if you're a Jewish man, you don't talk to a Samaritan woman. That's that's not something that you do. And they, he was willing to bridge gaps that, that people were not willing to bridge so that he could have a gospel conversation. That's right. And so people need to be approached, but it can't be abrasive. Mm-hmm. It can't be weird. Uh, it can't be offensive. Right. We have to we have to be real and be careful how we approach people to enter into these conversations. Jesus was very careful, very loving, uh, very approachable as he he came near this woman and asked her for a drink. Even the disciples later on in that passage, Noah. They didn't understand why right. he was talking to that woman. He, they were very confused. Mm-hmm. I tell you, Jesus breaks down all kind of barriers that day when he spoke to that woman. That's right. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 19 through 23, we see the example of Paul. He says, For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew in order to win the Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessings." So there we've got the example of Paul. We've seen the example of Jesus that that our job is when we approach, we're the ones that we don't we don't pick and choose who we're approaching. We don't pick and choose what we're going to say or, or anything. That's we right. become what we need to become to have a gospel conversation. Jesus bridged that gap. Right. Paul was willing to bridge gaps that he says, I'm free, but I, I became a slave so that I can win the slaves. I was strong, but I became weak so that I can win the weak. That's what God has called us to do. All things to all people. That's right. And yes. and the goal is I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessings. That's right. So the approach is very important. Secondly, mm-hmm. our actions are very important. It needs to be about the person and not about us. Right. You know, if you if it's in a work environment and the people you're trying to witness to in that work environment if your actions during the day do not uh, line up with your Christianity, with your, quote, faith, you're not going to have a good gospel conversation right. if your actions are not right. And if you notice, Jesus turns the conversation and says, hey, I I have something I'll give you if you ask for it. And he was speaking of that living water, his Holy Spirit. It This conversation was not about Jesus this conversation was about the woman at the well mm-hmm. and what Jesus could do for her, not what she could do for him. Right. I tell you, if we if we enter into gospel conversations just looking for a convert or a church member, all of a sudden we're out there beating the bushes trying to get converts to join our church mm-hmm. rather than trying to populate heaven. We have to be very careful about our actions and what's driving us to do do what we need to do. It needs to be about the kingdom, and it doesn't need to be just about, hey, come to my church. Right. 
it says um, in John chapter 4, uh, verses 10 through 15, as we continue that story, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where did you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water again. In every gospel conversation, we should look at that as we're going to give them something. We're going to mm-hmm. give them the gospel. We're going to encourage them. Uh, We might even physically help them financially or help them put their groceries in the car. We're going to be, we're going to look at that as an act of service toward that person, not trying to get something. We we enter into a gospel conversation to give something. That's right. There's a reason that so many missions efforts, uh, people, they're they're, giving clean water. They're they're helping uh, build communities. They're, They're giving something so that, in giving them something and in sharing of themselves, they get the opportunity then to then share the gospel. Yeah. Um, it says in 1 John chapter 3, uh, 16 through 18, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. So that's that's a big give, mm-hmm. right? Jesus yeah. gave, gave his life for us. And it says, and we ought to also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, How can the love of God be in that person? Dear dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Amen. Make sure our gospel conversation is about giving and not getting. Mm -hmm. Number three, Noah. Number three, well, the first one was our approach. Second, our actions. Third, our attitude. Now, what happens in the story, you're going to read it in just a moment, all of a sudden, we realize that Jesus knows all the bad stuff about this woman, and he still loved her. Right. He didn't judge her. He had an incredible attitude of uh, compassion for this woman, wanting her to come to the saving knowledge. That's right. It says in first, uh, excuse me, John chapter four, verse sixteen through eighteen. Jesus said to her, "Go call your husband and come here." The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying you, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Jesus didn't condemn her, did condemn her for her, her lifestyle, her sin. And in our society today, if we're going to be easily offended by sin, mm-hmm in gospel conversations, it's going to be hard today in the world we're living in. We're going to hear all kinds of things. That's right. And I'm telling you, condemnation is not the answer. Leading them to Jesus is the answer. And we have to be very careful that we do not turn a gospel conversation into a judgmental conversation. That's right. There are two different things. Yeah, it says um, in 1 John as well, 
Um, I believe it is in chapter three. Uh, I'm not, I don't have it pulled up here, but it, it talks about how we, um, we should not be surprised when the world is against us. We should right. not be surprised at the, the sin, the lostness that is in the world. And it, it always baffles me when you have Christians that are, that are surprised that the world is as sinful as it is. Well, they don't have salvation. They don't have Jesus. They don't have any reason to not be sinful. And so we can't look at that and judge them based on their actions. Um, and in fact, Jesus is the perfect example of this in that we were dead in our trespasses and sins, and he did not look at us and pick and choose who he was going to to save and who he was going to show love to. He did it to everybody. In First John chapter uh, four, verse ten through eleven, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and He sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. That's right. We That's don't right. deserve the love that God gives us. No. Uh, if if God were a picking, choosing kind of God, he would not have chosen us. That's right. There, there is none of that. We're, we're dead in our trespasses and sins, right. but in his love, he He bridged the gap. He, he, he reached out. He approached us with his love. He demonstrated with his actions. And then with his attitude, he said, no, I love you, and I want to, to share with you the life that I have. Amen. You know, Jesus was the one that said, ye without sin cast the first stone, Mm -hmm. and they all went away. They didn't cast the stone. Jesus is the only one that could cast the stone. He could have cast a stone at this lady. Mm -hmm. He could have judged her. He had every right to judge her, and he didn't. We do not have that right. We need to follow Jesus' example of compassion, his example of love, and have an attitude of gratitude and forgiveness for people that are hurting because of sin. Mm -hmm. One more. And number four is the most important. There has to be an appeal. When it was all said and done, Jesus made an appeal for her and revealed himself as the Messiah Mm -hmm. for her to respond to him. Go ahead and read those verses. In John chapter 4, 19 through 26, The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You will worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. He was very blunt there. (laughs) This is one of the the few times that Jesus is very blunt and saying, No, I'm the Messiah. I'm the the guy. I'm, I'm the salvation. Um, but he made that very clear in that passage. Well, in so many places, he told the disciples, don't tell anybody, don't right. tell anybody. He tells her, a mm-hmm. Samaritan woman, he reveals himself. And a gospel conversation, that by definition, has to reveal Jesus to the person you're having the conversation. Right. That That is what it does. It reveals the gospel. It reveals Jesus Christ. 
you can have the great approach, you can have wonderful actions, you can have a great attitude, but if you don't give them Jesus, if you don't appeal for them to respond to Jesus, you don't have a gospel witness. Mm -hmm. You don't have a gospel conversation. And we need to be very careful that we don't think that just our attitude or our actions and our approach is enough. Right. It's not enough. We have to give them an opportunity to respond to the gospel. And she responded well. She did. She did. Yes. I know there's some other scriptures that we probably need to add to this to uh, drive that point home. Yeah, it says in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 through 17, you're familiar with this, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, mm-hmm. for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. And then later on in the same book, Romans 10, 14 through 15, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching to mm. them and teaching them the gospel? And how are they to preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. And that's what God has called us to do. I mean, we're called to make disciples. We're called to, to share the good news of Jesus. Um, we're shared to show the love of Jesus in in the words that we say, in the appeal that we give. And, and honestly, if we're doing the approach and having the right actions and we have the right attitude, it will open up the door for us to give an appeal for the gospel. Right. Um, if you do the first three well, it'll give you an avenue, an open door yeah. to, to give them the appeal of the gospel. And when you put the gospel before people, it does not return void. God's Holy Spirit will come and work in that. People will respond to the gospel. We're selling something that sells. Mm-hmm. We just got to put it out there. No doubt about it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, awesome. Well, uh, again, the, those elements are the approach, um, our actions, our attitude, our appeal. All of them are very important whenever we go to have a gospel conversation. But the beautiful thing about this is they're easy. Very easy. Uh, we just have to implement them into our lives and then the conversations that we have. Uh, you, we can we can have those good approach, the, the actions that reflect the, the gospel. We can have the attitude of of loving all people and, and showing them the gospel, and then we can give them that appeal of this is the gospel. This is this is what it looks like to follow Christ. This is who Jesus is, and prayerfully, uh, they they'll make a response similar to the woman at the well, similar to the Samaritan woman, where they say this is the Christ. You know this passage shows Jesus's humility, and it shows his um, that he was a hundred percent man. He was 100% God, but he was 100% man. The scripture starts out that Jesus was tired and thirsty. His conversation with this woman, there was no miracle. Mm -hmm. Uh, He didn't raise the dead or heal a leper or anything like that. This response from this woman came from a conversation with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we have... Him living in our heart, we can have that same conversation with other people today, and they'll respond. That's right. It says in Acts uh, 1.8, and you will be my witnesses, and the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you have power, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and all Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And 
we have that power of the spirit that lives within us. He's yeah. empowering us. And so we can go and we can have these conversations. Well, thank you, Pastor Shelley, um, for, for today, these elements that, that we have in a gospel witness. Um, I'm going to go and, and apply these to, to my own conversations. <laughs> I'm going right. to go have conversations today. So um, we want to challenge you all to do that as well. Pastor Shelley, why don't you pray for us and we'll be out of here. Father, we just come before you today. We thank you for the story of the woman at the well. We thank you uh, that we have that example for us to go by in our conversations today. Uh, we, we ask you, Lord, to give us obedience, that we will be obedient to your word today. And as we go about our day-to-day business, that we will have gospel conversations and that, Lord, our approach will be pure, our actions will be pure, our attitude will be pure, and, Lord, our appeal will be gospel-centered. We ask all this in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Shelley. Um, if you haven't yet, I want to encourage you all to, to go back and listen to some of our previous podcasts, particularly on what is the gospel, how to transition into the gospel conversation, And then last week we talked about what is accomplished when we pray for the lost. All of these look at these same elements, these same focuses of sharing the gospel, presenting that to the lost and broken world, and and showing the love of Jesus to this world. So I want to encourage you all to to go and listen to those. Uh, Subscribe, leave a review to our podcast, share this with somebody that that, um, you think uh, would benefit from it, and always remember, Jesus is the answer.